Hello there, welcome to Christ-Centered Meditation. My name is Andrea. This is a space for people who are looking for guided meditation on the word and love of Jesus Christ. We live in a fast-paced world, and setting aside time to dwell in the presence of the Lord strengthens our faith and confidence in Christ and simultaneously weakens the powers and principalities of darkness. This is a 10-15 to 15 minute meditation that you can do absolutely anywhere. I purposely leave some silent spaces, so do not check your recording or worry that the podcast stopped playing somehow. That silence is purposeful so that you can speak with God or hear from God, whichever is more pertinent. Let's begin with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Thank you for a new day. Thank you that we can lift our voices to you because because you love us and because we are your children and because you love to hear from us. I thank you that you're never too busy to hear us and that that you care, that you care so deeply and profoundly for us. So thank you for hearing these words And thank you for accepting the invitation to be here, to be here with with me as I record and to be here with anyone who listens, anyone who takes the time to, to talk to you, to hear from you, to spend time with you, God. Thank you for your promise to be with them. Lord, I ask that you would guide our minds as we spend time in your word and spend time contemplating the thoughts, the things that are going on around us, Lord, in our space, in our environment. God, I ask that you would would direct us and help us to know what you want us to learn. Thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Join me in a deep breath, a long inhale, and then an equally long, if not longer, exhale. And keep going. I invite you to think about the air that is entering your nostrils and filling your lungs. Try to relax your face, try to relax your jaw, and slowly control the exhale as you exhale, letting it all out. I'm encouraging you to take a moment to ask yourself if there are any distractions around you, anything that might take your attention away from the time spent here, this time spent with Christ and in his word. Maybe the distractions are external. Maybe they're internal. I want you to recognize them and I want you to simply, in your head probably, but out loud is fine too, I want you to say the words, I see you. Acknowledge each distraction that enters your vicinity, whether it be noise, or visual distractions, or internal thoughts that might be distracting you, taking your mind away, I want you to say, I see you. 
and then release it. Acknowledge those distractions. Acknowledge and recognize them. Let them know you see them and then release them. Distractions are common, especially the ones in our mind, in our brain. They are unavoidable, but we don't need to dwell on them. So just take some deep breaths, even now, paying attention to the environment you are in and the mental state you are in, and try to compartmentalize each distraction and emotion, and say the words, I see you, and on your exhale, release that distraction. Now, I want you to bring your mind back to center. Back to Christ. Back to this meditation and the words that I'm saying. We've dealt with possible distractions and now it's time to hear from the Word of God. The Word that gives life and teaches us new insight. Today I'm reading from 1 John chapter 4 in the New King James Version. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are of the world, therefore they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Think on these verses. Pausing here. I want to read them again, starting in verse 4 and reading through verse 6. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are of the world, therefore they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Take these promises with you today. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Can you feel it? 
No, our faith is not about feeling all the time. It's not about what you feel. It's about what you know to be true. But you see and hear these words. You are of God, little children, and you have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. And I want to ask if you can feel that. Can you feel that truth? As I continue on in verse 7, let these words bring light to your daily actions and your encounters with others around you. Starting in verse 7, Beloved, let us love one another, for God is of love, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us, that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love has been perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him, and he in us, because he has given us his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father sent the Son as Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him, and he in God And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Pausing here. Can we just spend some time in that amazing truth? The purpose of life and the means to salvation is laid out in these verses. God sent his only begotten son, and that is how we are to learn of love. And he sent his son that we might live through him. Do you get that? If you are living through any other person or spirit, you are not truly living, nor can you truly anticipate eternity, because it is through Christ alone that life and love are given. Let me read verse 10 again. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. And then it goes on in verse 12. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love has been perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him, and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. So what's our purpose? Verse 11 says it, Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. To love one another. When God lives in you and through you, 
through his spirit, we will testify of the Father and of the Son, and we will love one another. What an amazing promise. Let's take a moment to invite that spirit, even now. He has given us his spirit, and it is ours if we accept it. Are you wanting that Holy Spirit, his holy, pure, and loving spirit? It's yours. The word says so. Continuing on. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. Verse 20, if someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. What a beautiful chapter in scripture. What a simple promise. Life love and the casting out of fear, principles and goals which we should build our lives upon. There is so much in this chapter. Maybe your brain is still swirling some of the verses around, trying to assimilate, trying to adjust, trying to digest the meeting. So I will leave you with this verse. Repeating verse 17. And ask that you consider it prayerfully. Take another deep breath and consider your circle of influence. What would God have you to do with these truths? What would he have you say? What would he have you be? What is your purpose today? 1 John chapter 4, verse 17. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world.